you like love? Are you a night owl? Then late night love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And please remember, love everybody. And thank you for joining us this evening. I'm James Lubbies over there behind the behind the control board, as it were. Well, I guess technically it's not a control board. You have a clipboard. I have a clipboard. It's I'm in control. <laughs> Lubby has she's old school. She hasn't joined the modern world, and she has a laptop sitting in front of her, but she uses a clipboard. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works for us works for you. No. Whatever works, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I butchered that. We'll talk about. We'll talk about our first little story. I wanted to talk about. I'll, yes, please. We'll talk about a story that about uh, love that didn't work. I was reading one of those clickbaity articles, and we've got the opposite ends of clickbaity articles here at the beginning and the end of the show. Um, so we'll start with a negative clickbaity article to start, and we'll end with the with the positive one. Um. So I was reading this article about a, a young woman, I think it was in Africa, but it doesn't matter. It is fair. It's a very human story um, about a young woman who left her husband after about five months of marriage because he was a failure. He wasn't successful enough in business. And then six months, a year, maybe even might've been two years later. I forget the exact details. She finds out that he was really a multimillionaire business owner and yet he for some reason, didn't quite trust her that she wasn't a gold digger. And so he had lied to her. And she was all devastated when she found this out. Now, from my perspective, neither one of these people are likely actually very good human beings. Because she was clearly a gold digger. She wasn't willing to go through the process of someone building themselves up to be a career. It's not like he was pretending to be a, a louse. He had he was pretending to have a modest job, right? Lower middle class type job. So it wasn't like she was living in poverty. And right. And right. so that wasn't good enough for her. Building something up wasn't good enough for her. Something about that. She, right. She wanted someone who was more successful. And so in a sense, she was a gold digger. She wasn't a patient, you know, unconditionally loving, but at the same time, that man was trying to start a relationship out of dishonesty. It was never, ever going to work. There was no possible way that relationship was ever going to work. Right. Because what was the end game? In two years, you're going to say, hey, guess what? Let's go on our yacht that we've had for these last two years. I, I'd hit him with an iron. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't go to sleep around me for a little while, sucker. I, you know, now, of course, probably my common sense would prevail, but the the initial reaction would be, find me a frying pan, because someone's going to get clanked upside the head. What the hell? Right? So, now, his instincts may have been correct, but if you have that kind of an instinct, why would you marry somebody? Right. Why would you put in that kind of relationship? It's, Neither one of them was mature enough to have a mature adult relationship. Right. I think it's clearly clear. Maybe he still had some some pain to get over, and maybe she just needed some maturity that she clearly has gotten now, right? By the story, she well clearly she has learned something. Hopefully, yeah, she's learned a little bit of her lesson that oh my god, I screwed this up. But yes. at the same time, he is no saint. By any stretch of the imagination, that you don't get to protect yourself at someone else's expense. Okay, that's just that's wrong. true, right? You know, you can kind of understand it how you you're worried about someone's only after you for your money. I can kind of get that, but to try to build a relationship based upon a fundamental lie, it's never going to go anywhere good. It's just never going to go anywhere good. There's just no chance at long-term success. You're, 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 you're begging for failure. You're, you're essentially setting yourself up for failure, and don't do that. 
well, where's the cat? Don't do that. Don't set yourself up for failure. Be honest with yourselves and with the the one uh, with the ones you feel like you want to spend your life with. Otherwise, you're not gonna spend your life. You're gonna have to repair that, and that at that stage, it's too fundamental to repair. You've created something. Your your literal foundation is built on an untruth. And when you uncover that everything built on top of it is going to come crashing down and you're going to have to rebuild all of that. And well, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's not something the average couple, the average people can do. Maybe you can. I mean, it can be done. People clearly have done it, but it's avoid that from the beginning. And it's a much better thing to do. Okay. So I see we've got, our normal list. I think we're reviewing. This is kind of the question. We're reviewing a 25 rules. What was it? 25 rules? 25 relationship rules. Okay. So who's this one by? Do we have the thing? We do not have. We don't know who this is by. I um, No. I'd, okay. I'll have to go get that. That's all right. Well, if we can find it, we'll put it up on the. In the description. In the uh, description. Okay. On, the, on the podcast page. It's not a big deal. Okay. So these are rules we're just going to discuss. I'd like to know your opinion. And the first one. Okay, wait, wait. Before you start, we have to take care of some actual, some business that we should have done. If you want to contact us, you can please send us an email at love at late night love us. I swear I'll set it up this week to, to actually check it. I should set it up on that laptop so we can check it during the show. Yeah. Uh. Um, you can comment. You can leave a comment on our Facebook feed or our YouTube feed, and we should be able to get that, and we can respond to that. Um, we do have a love line, but that's not up tonight. And you can always go to latenightlove.us to check out. Hi, love you. You're in the screen. Ah. And, <laughs> and and you can always go to latenightlove.us for our podcast versions including our daily doses. We do daily doses of love. It's about two to four minutes of ask a question, get an answer type of thing. And we do that, what, six days a week. The only day we don't drop those are tonight because we're here and we don't need to. Okay, back to the task at hand. What do we have over here? Okay, the first rule, it says, try your best to love your partner unconditionally even if it seems hard not to be selfish. Now, I don't understand this word. Try, it seems hard not to be selfish. If if you're a selfish person, I don't know how you're going to survive in a, in a relationship. Well I, well, I think what maybe they're trying to say there is, is it's hard for 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 people to not put their own personal needs ahead of somebody else accidentally. Right? Where you think your way is the right way. So therefore you're trying to trying to unconditionally love somebody in the direction you want them to go rather than just unconditionally love somebody for who they are and they will end up going, your journey will take you where it ends up and where you grow. Essentially, it's where you're just kind of naturally, organically growing together rather than one person trying to direct the growth. Okay. It's like putting, you don't want to put a tomato cage around your tomato plant and then say you haven't done any, you've let it grow organically. Well, you haven't. You put it in a cage. It hasn't really grown by itself. Now, maybe it's for your own. Maybe it's for its own good, or maybe it's for your good because you get better tomatoes that way, and you don't really care about the tomato plant. It's you that you're really being so. So it's just a matter. Of, you have to be careful about what your unconditional love is truly for. Is it truly for them, or is it backhanded for you? Got it. Oh, okay. Right. And it's, it's not, and it is, it's hard. It's hard to know. And sometimes you can't never really know because subconscious. Am I doing this for them? Am I doing, doing this for, for me? For me, 
it's it's I'm doing this for us, us. Is, a, is a very easy thing to slip into and which you're really not doing it for us you're doing it for yourself okay it's just very hard and it's true that is actually very good it's it's not a simple question it's a very deep question and the effort in maintaining it is actually what keeps you from going too far off the rails you will go off the rails from time to time you will be selfish from time to time because we're freaking human beings we're freaking, yeah <laughs> you know we're human beings we have selfish areas we have areas where we're selfish and other areas where we're not and so the question is to just try the it's the effort that everybody considers it's not necessarily success that everybody minds it's effort if you put the effort into a relationship into being building a strong lasting relationship then no one feels like you're not trying it's never the failure it's the not trying that upsets people true true it's not necessarily the failures it's you're not even trying Right, that's what gets. Well, you, uh, you, yeah, I feel like. Well, then your head w is not in the game. You're not on the same page as I am. Yeah. So it's the effort because you can. You can respect that someone has tried and failed, or has someone has tried their hardest and for whatever reason can't get there. Right now, maybe you still can't live with them, or maybe you, the relationship has to end. But you can at least respect the effort, and so you don't get the same visceral reaction as you just simply haven't tried. And so it's, it's the effort to keep that to keep that in mind, to not be selfish and to unconditionally love someone, whatever it may take them. You know, someone may want to stop their career, become a politician and a, and a podcaster, and it changes everybody's life. And someone has to decide if they want to help be a producer, director, or, or, or not. Right? And any choice is acceptable. It's just... We you have to. I'm just using us kind of as an example. Yes, kind, I understand. Kind of an example, right? It, it could. There's many ways it could have gone, but as long as you maintain that, okay, whatever decisions we make, we're not being selfish in these decisions. These are decisions we make to honor ourselves, to create an economic future, to whatever it is. But it's not entirely selfish. Yes, I always worry that my decision to be a politician is fundamentally selfish even though I didn't ask to do it. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. You know, it's not like I sought out to be one. People asked me to do it. But it's still the decision to say yes. It's an inherently selfish decision because... You have to give a lot of yourself. Yeah. Now, And that takes you from us. Yeah. And that's why... Mm -hmm. You, I respected that you came and you asked, you know, what do you think about this? And I'd like to do this. You know, how do you feel? You know, you, you didn't just say, hey, I'm running for political office. Deal with it. <laughs> we talked about you, it two years ago. We'll deal with it. We, yeah. we, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of shared feelings on this yeah and so it's but you know and i still worry are these decisions selfish how much do this I is do? this how is do i do i not where do i draw the line because i can't sell out there's you know you know maybe if we had a, if we had a realistic chance of winning it would be a different calculation you know about me selling out how much i'm willing to sell out but you know for a i've got a winning the lotto chance and so you know i don't have to sell out because there's no point in it I don't have to emotionally sell out until November like other candidates who have a theoretical chance of winning have to do, right? There's no point. There's no point in burning myself to the ground for the fact that I'm so I, because I'm not going to, it'd take a miracle to win. Okay, two have happened, but I had needed three, and, <laughs> and I don't think the third one's going to happen. But still, I mean, the point is, well, I think this is one of those things in life that does not become resolved. It's just something that you deal with on a daily basis and you kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. it's Again, it goes back to it's the effort that's important. As long as people are making an effort. Yes, and you do. And as long as people are making an effort to maintain it, because our life will return to somewhat normal after November. You know, I'll become just 
the local political figure again, not running, not a candidate. This is just kind of a minor political figure yes. for the in the community leader type thing. And it'll be fine. I'll go back to being TV host and kind of having a normal life. But still, it's it's a drag on everybody, and it is a consideration. I've talked to some of these guys who've had three year runs, right? They're they're in their third year because of the way the their systems work. You know, they have to go through the we did we skipped the whole primary system essentially. We we dunked in at the last minute, slid in with no competition. We didn't have to do a lot of what other people did, and so our, our anyway, it was much easier for us. And so, uh, sorry about getting into the political discussion. It wasn't our intent. Okay, what you got? Okay, the set number two. It says, think from your partner's perspective when it comes to matters of the heart. Well, I would think that you would. Yeah, that that would be a natural part of loving somebody, right? It's it's if you don't consider them empathy. Well, it's just not, well, this is a person you love. This isn't the guy across the street, right? If you're not considering their feelings and almost everything you do, is, you know, I suppose it's whether you buy this candy bar today for yourself or not. Maybe not. You don't need to consider it. But for anything of any consequence, if you're not at least thinking, man, she's not going to be happy about this, but, you know, it's really going to help me do this and I'll deal with that and I'll deal with the consequence of making her unhappy or vice versa or whatever it might be. Oh, but if you don't at least consider that you're a freaking moron. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, this is like a guy, this is a thing for guys. Hey, hello. Uh, oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. We do that anyway. We just don't think about it that we do it. We uh, really don't. We, we do. Cause we know when you're going to get angry. This is going to piss her off. And then we go and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like we don't consider it. <laughs> We're just stupid. It's just, you know, eh, we'll deal with it, right? It's just, We're just dumb. We're simple creatures. We really are. Well, sometimes, you know, I know you're not going to be happy about something, but I flip and do it anyway because that's what I want. Yeah. And we know that, you know, I love you. And as long as it makes you happy, whether I'm, you know. Nine times out of ten, though, you're not going to. I think you're going to be mad and you don't really care. You don't <laughs> give a hoot. No. <laughs> Why are we still talking about this? Ah. <laughs> yeah, the length of this discussion has seriously exceeded my interest in it. Yes. Yeah. We do get those. <laughs> <laughs> Should we share that one, our latest? No, we'll save that one. We'll All keep right. that one in a pocket. Maybe. All right. But that was funny because you're still talking about this like a half hour later. I go, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> this was a simple question. It was a two-minute conversation at most, and now it's half an hour later and we're still talking. <laughs> well, it's not been resolved. There was nothing to resolve. <laughs> No, all right, we got to answer it now. Okay, now who okay. wants to who wants all to right. I'll I'll tell it. It's been it's been bugging me. We've been talking so much about honesty and about mindedness and relationships and it's been bugging me. I, I just never thought about it. I I dated. I had a one night stand 2 weeks before I met Jim. And I, it was just a fling and it was done. And of course it was over with and I moved on and, but I never told Jim. And I kind of felt like a floozy, you know, two weeks before I was with somebody else and here I am, you know, I started off on a relationship, but, uh, and, but he never asked. Cause that's all, that's, that's all BM. It's not like you. It's all before me. It's it doesn't. It's not really relevant. I just want to make that point. It's not that he asked me and I didn't tell, give him an answer, or I lied. It's just you, you never asked. It never came up. 
You know, I it's, it's wasn't been, that interesting. I'm still not. <laughs> and it's been 10 years and it's bugged me off and on. Yeah, and I'm still not that interested. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to point out the length of this conversation has greatly exceeded my interest in it. Well, maybe we should move on then. <laughs> Say it. Okay, you're an adult human being before you met me and had sexual relationships. Yeah, no shit. You had children. <laughs> what do you want? I'm. I get it. Now I actually do get it. Other people can be sensitive about this thing, and so I do understand how you might be sensitive. I just don't understand how, at this point, you thought I would still be sensitive of that. If there's a question of it, it's not. It's a, why would you think it would bug me at this stage? I get maybe early on how you could think that, but at, after 10 years, how could you expect that it would bug me? I don't know. <laughs> Things happen. Well, this is true, and where shit happens to me. So, <laughs> all right, what do you got? Next? Well, this one's kind of cool, and uh, but. I don't know if I'd get so succinct. Um, end an argument as soon as possible, even if hugging your partner is the last thing on your mind. What's ending an argument and hugging your partner got necessarily got to do with? Are they saying you should end your argument with a hug? Well, it's inferred. I'm not entirely sure that those two things are related. I mean, some, it, well, one, avoid an argument, right? You want to have discussions, not arguments, if you can. Uh -huh. If something devolves into an argument, you're probably, at that stage, you're probably just talking in circles. And so you're better off calling, hey, time out. Let's, we've got to figure out what the hell we're really arguing about, <laughs> right? You've got to take a time out and go figure out what the heck we're actually arguing about because you're no longer arguing. Because at that point, you're not actually discussing whatever the hell the problem is. It's stuff, right? That's how humanity works. You're trying to win rather than trying to resolve something. Well, you get into an emotional state. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, it's very human. Yes. There's not, it's not, everybody does we're it. Not, we're not at our best. Everybody does it, right? Yes. It, you know, it's not a question of. So a timeout is not a failure. No. It's, we were having a discussion about game theory, right? In, in relations to politics, but game theory, actually, you can have a relation to it in relationships as well. There's two types of games. We'll do it this quickly, right? There's there's finite games, games with, with known rules and an end. Baseball, Monopoly, everybody agrees to the rules before you start, and the, rule, and the game has an end. Everybody knows when there's an end and there's a winner. And then there's infinite games, games where the idea of the game is to simply continue playing the game. game. Yes. And a relationship, the, the, role, the role of the game is to not win. We've talked, we, I swear to God, we talk about this every single show, but the, the, the goal of a relationship is to not win the, in the relationship. The goal of the relationship is to have peace, is to continue a, a, a. Well, I like to call it smooth sailing and happy times. Yeah. Well, it's just to continue the relationship. It's to continue a meaningful relationship. Right? Yes, and that's the whole point of a relationship. It's not to win. There's no winning in a real in, in a relationship. What do you get if you win a relationship? Right. If you're as an individual, what do you get? You get a defeated partner. What you don't want a defeated partner. You want a partner. You want it to be a team. You can't win if you're trying to beat your other teammates. So it's just a it's a mindset thing, and I swear we talk about it every. Every week. Well, it's a big one. It's a big one. Okay, I got a, I got a good one and good one for you. I don't know who wrote this. Um, ready? Yeah. Look sexy for each other. That includes a flat tummy. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you should let yourself go and look shabby. <laughs> they met me. Apparently, that's what has happened. What the heck? What the heck? I got out of focus. You know, um, I I don't understand. You know, people grow old, body shapes change, 
children happen. You know, you can't always have a flat tummy. I'd say this is a real unrealistic rule. Now, do I try to look my best every day? Do I think about trying to give you something pretty to look at? Yes, I do. I want to look attractive for you, but that doesn't mean looking sexy all the time. Well, all I have to do is leave my hair long and I can look sexy for the world. So, <laughs> so I don't, I'm lucky. I don't have to try very hard. Just have to wash okay, my hair every Fabio. couple of days. Fabio, he's man. He has people to do his hair. All I do is wash it. Just pointing out, you know, it's and it's simply marvelous, baby. It's marvelous. Anyway, okay. Well, the next one kind of has to do with my pet pet peeve. Okay. We did discuss this in Daily Dose, but very shortly, and and it did, and I asked it in the form of a question. This is this is a different aspect. Uh-huh. Never shy away from positive criticism, as long as you say it in a constructive manner. It'll help your partner become a better person. Now, I consider myself very lucky. Mm-hmm. You don't share your quote-unquote constructive criticism unless things are pretty dire. You know, then it's like, hey, do you really want to be acting like this in a relationship with your children? You're kind of infantilizing them. You know, you may want to take a step back just trying to be helpful, you know. (laughs) But, But, you know, otherwise, I don't, I don't hear I don't hear criticisms all day long. You know, I don't think I could handle that. Well, I think maybe it's maybe it's freight, maybe because of the way in the question, maybe it's in a long-term relationship you actually shouldn't have that many criticisms to be talking, even constructive criticisms. I mean, what do you want? Hey, you should brush your teeth better. Or, hey, you know, if you, if you use this motion instead of this motion, you know, you get a better, I, I don't understand. You should, I, um, it's hard to understand what they're trying to actually mean. If there's something substantial, then yeah, sure, you should talk about it by clearly. But if it's just some minor thing that you should probably just better up shutting up and accepting as part of who they are, then you should probably just shut up and accept it as part of who they are. Well, but I don't, another, that's true. Another thing I don't like in this, it's, it'll help your partner become a better person. I don't think it's my job to make you a better person. That's your job because then I would be deciding how I want you to grow. Yes. It's it, not my, and it's not my call. It's none of my flipping business. No, it's my, now you might say there's something that where I should give you my opinion on, like, you know, but, it's not going to tell, not try to tell you, you. You usually wait till I ask you. But it's, but also, you don't want to tell someone. It's one thing to say, hey, look, this is how I feel about this subject. Uh-huh. Or this is how I feel about whatever it is, you know, organizing the living room. And, you know, or this is how I feel about, you know, maybe you've got a difference of opinion on art. Well, I don't know what the heck it is that they're trying to talk about because I don't understand why you'd want to be criticizing your partner for all the time is you're going around looking for things to be critical of well see you're helping them you're helping them become a better person no the only way i want to help them is help them become the person they want to be that's how you love somebody is by helping them become the person they want to be if they come to you asking for advice you clearly tell them but you know maybe they don't want to learn how to tear down a transmission from a 1970 chevy i don't know maybe it's I suppose it's it's hard to know what the mindset is when asking that question. So maybe it's just because we're too, we don't have a mindset like that, and so we we when we interpret that question, we interpret it as overly invasive. Yes. And so maybe it's not really meant that way. So let's give the question the benefit of the doubt. But as a rule of thumb, if you feel the need to criticize, even constructively criticize your partner, maybe you should look in the mirror. Okay. Because maybe it's not really your partner that you should be examining. Maybe that's not the one you're actually unhappy with. Mm. 
Okay, I've got a good one. Learn to give space to each other to become better individuals. Even the closest of relationships need some alone time to miss each other now and then. Well, that's kind of two different things right there, two different. Well, yeah, and I'll that. It doesn't, it just contradicts the question you just had to constantly look for ways to, to constructively criticize or to constructively, constructively help your person become a better human being. Right, you gotta give him, no, you gotta give him the space. So you gotta give him the space while constructively commenting constantly. Clearly, not one person wrote this. This is a group project. I'm just pointing out. No, that's actually a good one, though. In a sense, for the most part, now whether you individually as a couple need space or not is, is a couple thing. Individually, not everybody needs it. Some Every people, bit. Some people really kind of need to breathe each other's air. That's yeah. when they're happiest. They mm-hmm. live in each other's pocket. Yeah, some people are just miserable if they deliberately set be apart from each other. You know. I like missing you. I enjoy it. I think about, you know, it makes me feel more appreciative of the things, you know, I miss you, the things you, you do, just having you around. You people are weird. I don't need that to be separated from you to appreciate the things that you do for me. Maybe it's well, a man. I'm not saying that I need to. I'm just saying that's what happens. Yes, but I'm not saying about enjoy it. Maybe it's, maybe it's just I don't understand why you would enjoy that. But I enjoy me. feeling that little ache in my chest. <laughs> maybe it's again, maybe it's that men versus women thing. Maybe because I'm still happy that after 10 years, I still feel, I still feel an ache when I miss you. You know, it's just like, it's, you know, I'm not going, oh God, when is he going to, when do I have to hang out with him again? What the hell? I got to go home in two days. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, deal with his ass. Yeah, and I guess it's just, you can, there's one way to look at it. I just would rather not, but I don't have to. It means I love you. I don't need to miss you to know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the range of human emotion. I don't need to miss you to know I have a range of human emotion. <laughs> Why does this camera keep blocking me out of focus today? <coughs> okay, can how can people give space? Uh, well, we do it all the time. <laughs> we, just... do it, we do it all the time. Well, we live together. And uh, we spend all day together, and we uh, come together, talk, and, okay, so we smoke a joint. And um, then, you know, we hang out for a little bit, watch some funny stuff on the YouTube. (coughs) Okay, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to go do this. All right, I'll see you in an hour. We'll smoke another drive. (laughs) Yeah, but we also know that when there's days where one of us needs more attention than the other. And some days when you need need to be left alone. Yeah. The other day you were playing your, your city game. Well, actually, I stopped playing it. I, I was just sitting here in the kind of peace and quiet until for about the last four hours, from about two to six in the morning. But you were... I started playing the game, but I got bored with it, and then I so I just sat here. I you? literally just sat here for like four hours. Well, sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes see? you need a peace and quiet. You just shut the whole brain off. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's usually the time you'd be in and we'd be... Well, at that stage, we'd be, you'd be getting, we'd be getting ready for getting bed. Getting ready for bed, but, but yeah, I still. I, then I looked at it because uh, I got this thing there. So now I don't know because of the green screen. I got this thing that you guys poking at. It's the green screen. And so now I can't see outside my window when it becomes light outside. <laughs> and so I went and got it up, and I said, "Oh, crap! It's six o'clock." Went and grabbed the paper. I'm so glad. Okay, ready? Here's another rule. And then produced a podcast at noon. I was tired. Oh, my gosh. See, so we don't live in each other's pockets, and uh, that gives space. <laughs> Even if it's just space in your head, 
for your own thoughts. Yeah, well, it's just, the, I guess the answer to that question is you have to be self-aware and relationship aware enough to have that answer that question properly. It is a balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance between and yourself and the needs of the relationship. And there's not even a rule of thumb anybody can give you because each relationship no, is going to no. be different. And it changes day by day. Yeah. Well, and each relationship finds its own thing. Some people need more. Some people need less. And there's there's not even a rule of thumb. A lot of times I can say, okay, here's a rule of thumb. So unless you're out of the or out of the mass ordinary, you know, this is kind of a good rule of thumb. On this one, I can't even give someone a good rule of thumb and with a caveat, right? And a lot of times I can give, here's a rule of thumb, but with a caveat. I can't even give one of those. Everything's a caveat on that. It's just you're going to have to man- know how to manage your own relationship. So, okay, what do we got? Communicate with each other and grow together in love, but never grow apart with lack of communication as the years go by. Uh, that's a good rule. Um, well, yeah, that's a. You see people in. <coughs> and sometimes I wonder about us. I mean, we go for drives and we don't. We talk and then we, you know, and then we hit periods of silence. Or sometimes we, we leave the house and we, it's, we have a busy house. So when we get in the car, it's quiet and we just sit there <laughs> and we don't talk. Well, we, we do what the relationship needs. I don't know where anything else is. Um, other than the fact I'm not particularly a fan of how that question is asked, because never grow apart. Well, okay, the goal is to not grow apart, <laughs> right? That's the whole goal. Well, of I think you can't. Think... But it, sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you just grow apart. It is what it is especially in the modern world. It's not like the old days where you worked on the farm and you grew and grow apart because the farm was all you had. Uh, you now can literally grow apart. One person can be, have a high, high powered career in one field. Another person can have a high powered career in another field and they've literally grown apart. All right. And those, for whatever worlds, those two worlds can't max match anymore. You know, maybe someone's a banker and someone's a, you know, a, actor or something that travels the world and their worlds can't for whatever can no longer function together be, you know, including the personalities and so they're just going apart Maybe, you know you might not be able to help it but don't let lack of communication be the thing that makes you grow apart you can you can prevent a lot of the growing apart with proper communication and proper communication requires a lot of love and understanding because you're going to screw up in the early years. Yeah. Until why is you cuz it takes years to learn how to talk to each other and to feel the rhythm and constant adjustments, but it takes a couple of years to really get that the solid foundation that the rest of the relationship can be built on. That's why most marriages fail after 2 years cuz you can't build that is that it? Well, that's my theory. That's your theory, right? I don't know if it's no. put it up on there with everybody else's theory and see how true it is, <laughs> but it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. Is is the failed that part of the uh, they failed that part of the relationship test? And if you can't get that, and essentially you're smart at that stage, bailing out early because if you set up the wrong systems early on you're just not the chance of getting better is not going to not easy you know if you set bad habits early on changing those habits is going to be insanely hard especially if one or both people don't want to change them so you're probably better off pulling the plug you probably shouldn't have put in the plug but that's a whole discussion be more careful about what you who you plug into, but and that wasn't actually a sexual thing. It was a relationship plug. It wasn't a even though it can go both ways. I didn't mean it the other way. Just saying. I didn't think you did. No, I didn't think you did. It's the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you. Well, it was a valid statement the other way too. Well, so, yes, but that's yeah. not how I meant it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I didn't say it wasn't valid. I said it's not how I meant it. Okay, okay. we're okay. We're only on number seven. Never take. Oh, we get to do this next week. So never, good. never take each other for granted. This is the easiest way to fall prey to affairs and arguments. Well, arguments. I'm not necessarily sure taking someone for granted is makes it a, an affair thing, but. I'm not sure how taking it for granted is the affair leads to the affair. Now, feeling taken for granted, I suppose, can lead to an affair. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. No, taking something for granted is probably not what's going to lead to an affair. The other way would, would be what would do it. I've, I were to, to guess. Yeah, the camera's pointed here instead of there, but I, the angle is funny. I should have gone that way instead of this. And no one can know because in the, on the screen it looks just normal, but in the office, we have a small little office in the green screen and, and it's all complicated, just so you guys know. But we make it work. Yeah, yeah. I sh we should take it, start an Instagram account and put post pictures of our studio just so people know how ghetto of a studio we actually have. We should. <laughs> Okay, this one's part of this is interesting. Be the shoulder to lean on no matter what. Mm -hmm. Tough times are the most testing phases mm -hmm. of a relationship. I don't know about that. Stand by your partner. When the storm ends, the love will shine brighter. Our love shines really bright during, during difficult times. Yeah, we've had a few. There's nothing wrong with even that middle statement. All of those are good. Tough times are the most testing phases of a relationship, are they? Yeah. That's because that's when you have to actually sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice anything during good times. You just get annoyed. <laughs> during difficult times is when you actually have to sacrifice. It's, it's when you have to go above and beyond. Those are the times that, you know, you find out, okay, how much do you really care? What can you really put up with? How far can you actually be pushed before you're even contemplate breaking, let alone breaking? Right? Uh, you, you know, you're human. People contemplate breaking and then say, no, I'm not. So just because you contemplate it doesn't actually, isn't a bad sign. You know, it happens to lots of people on lots of. Well, of course. You know, it's like, how can I actually deal with this? And you have to think you through it. And you go, yes, I can. Right? <laughs> yes, I am willing to pick this burden up. Am I willing to pick this burden up? I don't really have to pick this burden up. Um, when you were in the hospital, I went through that. It only lasted half an hour. But I went through that question is, you know, I don't have to do this. I can call her sister. I can, I can, you know, we were only a thing in. I'm not fit to raise her daughter in all mine. And deal with all this, and I says, and then, no, no, we've set this thing on. We've made promises to each other, and you know what? I'm not a schmuck. Let's go strap the, the the thing on. This is what we signed up for, and me and Tria will work out our relationship. I don't have to raise her. She's, you know, we can we'll do that part together, and exactly exactly what we all did. So it was. I don't even think it actually took half an hour, to be honest, but I wasn't watching the clock. But I think it was the second time. I don't think it was the first time. I think it was the second one. But. Let's see. So, but yes, those are the difficult times. And if you can't, then that's when you find out if you really do love somebody, if you really are willing to stand in the storm and come out the other side. We came out the other side, and here we are, seven years later, whatever it is now, from all that. Everything works. System works. But, you know, if you, if you don't question yourself, or if you, during those times, you're not freaking human. Yes. Yes. Right, if there's not some question, if you don't actually go through the process of questioning those things, you're not human. Or you've already questioned them at some point, and so you don't you have to deal with it. But now I wouldn't have to question it again. It's already been answered. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you deal with once. Well, okay, with me, you deal with once. Right. 
once you've answered the question, you've answered the question. You don't got to answer it. Again. Oh, I already know the answer to that. I don't even have to bother. <laughs> well, if I wouldn't do what I needed to, I think there there is a tipping point, though. If I wouldn't do what I need to do to take care of myself, if I kept letting myself slip into where I'm not a functioning adult, come on now. Well, that's, no, that's the other side of it. You work very hard. And so it's never a question of your effort. It's not that you just let this stuff happen. You work very hard to maintain. And so to maintain yourself and, you know, the womanly change and medication changes created a big, a big thing. And we had to, to go for everybody to go through. Yes. And it took us a long time to get through all that. But so what? <laughs> right. It's not a short term event. So what? It took us two, two and a half years to get through that. Who cares? This is a 10 year, this is a 10 year thing. It's only two and a half years out of a 10 plus year thing. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if we had a short term mindset, then it would have felt like a big, huge ordeal, but it wasn't a short term mindset. Right. It was a long term mindset. We had a long term. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, it's just part of life. It's well, you know, it's a, it's a rough period. It's yeah. We had a big storm. Yeah. Right. Clean up the mess when it's over, and you move on, right? And it does. You, everything comes out stronger at the end. Me and Tiara's relationship was better at the end of all that. We had gone through the fire. We came out the other side, and that's really when our relationship solidified. From my perspective, I don't know about hers. I haven't asked, but. Right, because we had to go through that together. There was, you know, there was no way we could we could do that alone. We had, and while we were all we had, you know, and we learned to trust each other. So, you know, silver linings. Yes. Not that I want to want you to go through that again. Well, no. <laughs> you know? No, no, but we always try and look for the positive, what we learn. and. Well, yeah. I mean, even in bad times, there's positive things there's can come. There's positive things that can, that can come from it. Yes. Yeah, it's not, yes. That the whole event, not that the whole thing was positive, but, you know, when you look through it, I mean, you know, the relationship between, I now I, I got a daughter out of it. You know, it wasn't your daughter. Tiara's now my daughter. And... I'm not sure that would have happened without that. She's as much my daughter now, not just in me. I, I, I bet you, I bet you if you ask her, it's probably a, a turning event in our relationship as well to her. Uh, it's a guess. Um, but if we tend to ask her, I've never asked her, but for me, it's what we built, we worked together. We got through that and we built some kind of a trust and, yeah, you know, that's when we kind of became that father-daughter relationship, rather than the, you know, the relationship we had before that. At arm's length, she had you at arm's length. Yeah, well, rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with it, but you know, it wasn't about me. She had to see. You know, but once she saw that my love is genuine and it's real, and then she no longer had any reason. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And me, I'm smart enough to know not to push. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm smart enough to know the only way I could screw that relationship up really was to, to, to kind of screw it up by trying too hard. That was the only way I could screw it up. Pushing. Yeah was trying to create a relationship that she didn't want. So give her the relationship she wanted. And then ultimately the relationship she needed. And there's a piece of advice for all of you step parents out there. It's not about you. The reaction nine times out of 10 isn't even about you. So don't make it about you. Let the children dictate the relationship and it will blossom because they have to be in control because they're children. I mean, it's your, it's their control of their emotions and they have to be in control of their emotions because you can't ask them to 
that's not something that's possible. No, no, that, you, you know, that, you're asking them to deal with feelings concerning their, their other parents. Yeah. You know, it's how they feel about you. And so it's just really not about you. No, it's got nothing to do with you. It's no, about, it doesn't. It's, it's about their whole life before you. And you, in a sense, it might be, un It's in a sense, it's entirely unfair. But you, if that's part of you, you, accept, you should have thought about that before you entered in a relationship with someone with children. You know, if you didn't contemplate that, then you haven't done yourself and your relationship a service. Yes. You've been a disservice to yourself and to the relationship and probably to those children. Now, you can't think of everything. No, but some of that stuff is fairly obvious. Now, you, now there's the unknown unknowns that you can't think about, but you can think about, you know, I have to, how am I actually going to approach being a non-parent adult figure to these people? Yes. To these children? Yes. Because you are the adult in the relationship. You're the one who has to figure that out. Well, you have no authority. So what I have found is leading by example. The only authority you have is the authority of those children grant you. Yes. That's it. Yes. And if you remember that, those children will actually grant you a lot of authority. Because if as long as you only give, as long as you take the authority they give you, you have to take it, but you can only take what they give you and they will give you a lot out of respect, out of pure respect. For, they will give you a lot. And you actually don't end up not needing it. That's my lesson, is you don't actually need it if they give it to you. I never had to use it. Could have. No. Almost never had to use it. <laughs> I can count on less than one hand. Times I had to pull... Oh, Quasi father, two maybe three times, but only because she granted me that position. I didn't do it before she granted me that that position, that authority. It would have backfired had I tried to do it before that. So anyway, got well, off we the went, personal we went, we went off into. <laughs> Step parenting there for a couple of minutes. That was just something a little different. Okay, let me see. Number 12 here, rules for relationships. Um, date each other even if you've been together for years. Keep love alive. Now, we've talked about dating I still so haven't gone and taken a date. many times. I still haven't taken you on a date. What are you talking about? You took me up on a lovely trip to Tahoe. That's not a date. That was a trip to Tahoe. And I have a picture. It was our first. You borrowed your mother's car. It was a sports car. I don't know what kind it was. I'm sure you remember. And it was a Do you think that's a sports car? You have a weird thing with sports That car. was a sports What What was it? It's just a Solara. Toyota Solara. Well, it's, it was a sports car. It's a grandma car. sports car, but okay. Well, your mother let us borrow it. Yes. God. <laughs> Got a snack for that. It was very nice. It was a nice car. I liked it. it yeah, nice leather interior. It was nice. No, yes. you're right. It's a nice and You was... took me for a lovely drive, and we had our we stopped. And my Suzuki's too bouncy on those roads. Too bouncy on those roads to take. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, and we stopped at the uh, and we stopped at the lookout point, and we had had a picture taken together. We had somebody take our picture, and I have that on my desk today. I take it with me. I went to Bangladesh for a month. I took that picture with me. I mm -hmm. keep if I if I travel for any extended period of time. That's my favorite picture of us. This camera is all wacky today. We were we looked all young and just bright and hopeful, and it was just fresh. It's just a little young love. It's just wonderful. Looked young. When do I look? Good? I have to sit like this to get my. What the hell's wrong with my camera? All right, hey, there it goes. Being weird. Ten today. years ago, we looked yeah. younger. No kidding. <laughs> 
but you have yet to take me on a date. I think we, I think we should do a podcast on a date. We should go on a first date, and we should do a podcast. What we, ooh, we should reenact our first meeting. No. Down in Old Sacramento, will you let will you let me win at the at the? I don't even think they have that. It's all closed down. It's all closed. Lot of the well, there's no shooting gallery things down there, at least not right now. Oh well, not right now. Okay, I'll let you take me over to the. You took me. I took you up to that bluff, overlooking the Sacramento River. And you fed me strawberries. All right. Before this segment gets me in any more trouble, and I'll, we've got a nice little positive story here to end our, to end our show on. And please remember, you can go to anchor.fm slash late night love to hear all our podcasts. Okay. So, Again, here's back to the positive clickbaity article I promised you at the beginning of the show. And yes, I am definitely moving on. That's called the host privilege. I can end a segment whenever I want. You didn't respond to me at all, mister. You're not getting away with that. Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. What's a positive story? I okay. want to hear a positive story. So there's a positive story. Apparently, someone was watching. In, there's a Walmart in... I don't know. Uh, uh, where is it? It's not saying in the article where it was. No, it does say in the what? article somewhere. But anyway, it really doesn't matter. It could happen in any... It's a Walmart in any town USA. And this this, this blind man who had just moved to town, had recently moved to town, and he had a whole big, long, long shopping list to get. And so he'd asked, walked up, asked to... I'm not sure how you come up and you find a... As a blind person, you find help in Walmart, but he got up and he found an associate and said he needed help finding some items. And so she handed off her duties, whatever she was doing, she was doing something, handed off her duties to another associate and took him by the arm and led him around the shop, the store for two hours to get all his shopping done. And this includes, he has a crush on some other blind lady. And so he says he wanted to get her a cup so they could share coffee. But the cup had to be pretty. He says, I know it's silly, but, you know, because we're both blind, but the cup really needs to be pretty. I want it to be pretty for her. And so, you know, shows even blind people have a taste, have a need for beauty. And so, so she went out, she picked out the cup, spent two hours for her. And apparently someone saw and understood what was going on and became a big, huge story. And she got from a local TV store, gave her a, you know, gift card to pay some medical bills and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it became a big, huge feel-good story in their local community. All because she just did essentially what all of us should be willing to do and is just help someone who needs some help. You know, I know we all think of Walmart and Walmart employees as kind of the low end of the scale, but, you know, love, this type of love, and that's just love, that's just love of human beings, happens all day, every day. And the reality is, most of the time, it just goes unseen. You know, it's like the sore thumb. We all feel it when our thumb hurts. But what we don't remember is that all nine other digits still work and feel good. It's the sore thumb we notice. We don't notice all the love surrounding us. Because we're too focused on the handful of negative things. But these stories like this happen all day, every day, all over the place. But because they're positive, because they're based on love, they go unseen. So the task for all of you this week is to notice love. Make a conscious effort to look for signs of love around you. Doesn't matter what it is, sign of human to human love. A young person helping an old lady across the street. Someone paying the extra dollar someone doesn't have for their coffee. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Someone helping taking someone's grocery cart to the 
cart return thing for them. Whatever it is. All those small acts of human kindness. I encourage all of us to spend some time looking for that. And so again, please visit late night love dot us i believe you can go our facebook page is facebook slash the late night love mm-hmm. i don't know why we had to call it the late night love but late night love was somehow already taken um you can actually find us on all the podcast networks on the late night love address it should all be pretty much the same and so from all of us here for me and lubby all of us for me and lubby here we want to thank you for joining us And please remember to love everybody and good night.